Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. Hey there, my friend. How the heck are you? I hope you're doing well. I hope that you are treating yourself kindly, but also I want to welcome you to today's episode and let you know that today I I want to chat about what wholeness feels like. What a season of wholeness feels like. And before I jump in any further, I think it's important for us to be super transparent about the fact that we don't feel whole always, right? Life likes to throw curveballs at us. It does. It likes to throw us those ouch moments in life where we have to feel it. We have to grieve it. We have to be kind to ourselves and we have to take those teeny tiny steps forward and remember that fear and doubt are a part of the process and give us some faith to to handle those curveballs. But when we get to a season of wholeness. How do we know that we've gotten there? To be honest, friend, I think that I've gotten there a couple of times in life thus far. And I'll explain to you what wholeness has felt like to me and how I've tried to prolong those moments. But I really, as always, want you to ask yourself when the last time you felt whole was. How did you know you were in a season of wholeness? What did it feel like for you? Right from the get-go, I think it's really important to note that when I say wholeness, I don't mean perfection. I don't mean having all of our shit together and knowing all the answers. That's not what I mean. But really, this image that I get of wholeness is that I am loving all of the cracks, right, of this shell of a human, the substance of a human. I'm loving all of the cracks and embracing all of the imperfections, but those cracks come together and feel whole for a season. And there are a few things that I've noticed about those times and noticed about my mindset and my perspective and my attitude that have helped me, like I said, really prolong that season prolong that feeling. First of all, I think for me personally, and maybe for you too, I've noticed that a season of wholeness is really about letting all of my emotions truly have a voice, letting them speak. When they are wanting to communicate to me, I give them the space to do that. I give them a voice, even the uncomfortable ones, even the frustrating ones, I give them a voice and I let them step into the room and say what they need to say because we know by this point, if you've been listening to the Kind Mind Project for a while, you know that I firmly believe that our emotions are our communicators. 
right? They are trying to tell us something. So in my most whole moments, I'm letting my feelings have a voice. I'm letting them communicate to me in any way that they need to. And I'm giving them the megaphone because it's their turn to talk. But I'm also embracing and truly feeling the moments of sadness and pain and shame. I'm feeling those fully. I'm not swiping them under the bed when I say I clean my room, right? I'm not shoving them in the walk-in closet. No, I'm feeling them fully. I'm getting uncomfortable. And I'm looking at sadness and pain and shame in the eyes and saying, okay, you're here to teach me something, right? You're here to teach me something. That doesn't make that emotion wrong. That doesn't make that emotion shameful. That makes me human and I'm embracing it. That's when I felt the most whole. Also, when I am releasing the unrealistic notion of perfectionism, If you know me personally, if you have been listening to the Kind Mind Project for a minute now, you know that perfectionism is a big, big theme that runs through my work and my life. But moments of wholeness for me have been when I have authentically and truly released the unrealistic bullshit of perfectionism. When I embrace the imperfections, when I love all of the cracks of my story and the cracks of of my being, right? I'm I'm embracing those things. I'm letting them make me unique instead of wishing them away. That's when I felt the most whole, when I've truly believed that. Knowing that I am always worthy, constantly enough, with or without change, And believing that honestly, not just saying it, not just blowing smoke up my own butt, right? But believing that radically and radically taking responsibility for my mistakes. I have felt the most whole in my life when I'm able to look at a mistake that I've made or a way that I've messed up and said, you know what, that one right there, that one's mine. I take radical responsibility of that mistake. And in spite of that mistake, I'm still enough. I'm still whole. I'm still worthy. I can face the uncomfortable feelings of that mistake. I can face the shame and the pain of making that mistake, but I take radical responsibility because that's a part of my human experience. I let those things have a voice. I recognize that perfectionism has no business here. That's when I felt the most whole. I think sometimes we look at wholeness or even just view that word in the English language as something that requires perfection, something that requires this picture-perfect idea of being whole, right? Of having everything together, of having all the answers, of having all of my ducks in a row. No, that's honestly when I've felt like I've been in pieces, when I've felt anything but whole. And I'm stressing that idea of wholeness compared to what it's actually felt like for me. I'm able to prolong that period. But I think the biggest realization that I've made in sitting down to prepare for this episode and considering how I felt wholeness in my life, the biggest thing that I've truly taken away is that 
those moments, those seasons, whatever you want to call them, of feeling whole and complete, those have been the seasons where I've just allowed the mess and the muck, I've allowed all of that junk to really be my teacher, to teach me and guide me and show me my not only my points of growth, but the ways that I am already perfect the way that I am. I'm already perfect the way that I am. And you know, any kind of self-help or personal development or whatever you're diving into, I'm sure that that's something that you hear all the time and it probably goes in one ear and out the other, right? But when we honestly allow our mess, the things that we hide from social media, the things that we hide from our friends or the people that we want to impress, when I allow the mess and the muck in my life to come to the forefront, to not be afraid to show it because that is human, but also allow it to teach me, allowing my messiness to teach me is one of the things that I've been the most grateful for. The most grateful for. And you're going to laugh at me, but saying I love you to the parts of me that I used to reject, that I used to cover up at all costs, saying I love you to those pieces is when I felt the most whole, when I felt the most honest within myself. When was the last time you did that? When you took something, a piece of you, a part of you that you've previously rejected, previously covered up with all the freaking concealer in the world, and you looked at it in its natural form, whatever it is, an experience, a body part, it doesn't matter, whatever it is, and you said, you know what, I love you. You make me a part of this whole person, and I, I can't reject that. I can't sweep that under the rug as if it doesn't exist, because that's not wholeness. That's forcing me to be partial. That's forcing me to be a part of a whole. Those moments, when I ever uncovered them, got messy, and said, you know what, I love you, and not just I love you in spite of it, I love you because of it. Because that makes you unique, that makes you different. And if I can love you honestly, this body and this being I've been given, that's true authentic wholeness. To me, anyway. And honestly, there have been some ways that I have tried to push myself towards that state of mind, because that's truly what it is. A state of mind, a mindset shift, right, that asks us to think in a different way in order to experience that wholeness. There are a couple of ways that I've really tried to do that and and push my thinking in that direction. To be honest, I've had some days where I feel really powerful and some days where I feel really small, right? So when I have a feeling of being powerful and, and on top of it one day and feeling small the next, I'll oftentimes remind myself, you know what? That's telling me that my identity is transforming. My being is transforming. That's a point of growth. When I feel powerful one day and small the next, I can accept those things together. Those two things can be true at the same time, right? And that tells me that my identity is transforming. I'm in a season of growth. I can be in a season of growth and a season of wholeness at the same time. Maybe what's keeping me from this feeling of wholeness is that I am 
panicking about change. I'm not embracing that fully. To that, I try to anyway, tell myself, you know what? Panicking about change lets me know that I'm getting unstuck. That means that I'm getting unstuck. Change is the vehicle that allows us to get from stuck to in motion. If I'm panicking about change, truly what's happening is I'm wiggling out of that season of feeling stuck. And I know we don't want to be there, right? I know we don't want to be there. Now, there's this other piece of barriers to wholeness that really I imagine you've experienced and because I know I have too this desire for control right and the life that we live and the humanhood that we experience we're not in control of everything we try to be I certainly have tried to be but in moments where I have told myself instead when I feel myself trying to control all the things I remind myself Frequently, I am on the verge of something beautiful if I surrender to these wants for control. If I surrender to these wants for control, I am on the verge of something incredible, some big change that is about to move me forward. And to be honest, the biggest thing I can tell you when seeking a season of wholeness is to befriend your discomfort. Notice the discomfort that you feel in your body and in your mind and curiously ask that discomfort. Which emotions are wanting my attention? How can I surrender to them? How can I accept them for all that they are, the messy and the murky feelings that they are, and invite them over for tea? Right? Set aside some time, make an appointment, and sit down with the things that are asking to have your attention. Because if we ignore them, if we sweep them under the rug, that's pushing away a part that completes the puzzle. Sit with them and help them feel seen and heard and understood because that's how we get to a true season of wholeness. We know that we avoid discomfort for a reason. Right? It's our body trying to keep us safe. Sometimes it does too good of a job of it, though. Now we get to a season where we're partial. And by partial, I, I don't mean something negative. It's a human experience. We do it all the time. <laughs> we do it all the time. It's part of our nature. But avoiding the things that we are seeking to avoid... And befriending our discomfort. Invite it into the room. Allow yourself to be uncomfortable and sit with it. Even when you want to run, even though it's heavy and difficult, even though you're not quite sure of the way through that discomfort, we can tell ourselves, all right, this is going to be messy. I'm not going to have all the answers. And it's sure as hell not going to be perfect. I'm going to take some radical responsibility of the mistakes that I make. I'm going to look at those messy pieces and say, you know what? I may not understand you fully right now, but I love you. You are a part of my human experience, right? You're a part of this whole that I am. And I'm going to let you have a voice. I'm going to love all of the cracks that are in there. I'm going to embrace the imperfection and take radical responsibility moving forward. There's something 
big <laughs> to say about a human that can really befriend that discomfort. Because once that discomfort is your friend, you can start to use it. Use it in ways that are helpful for you instead of crippling for you. But you get to decide that. You make that decision. If you get nothing else from today, I hope you understand that at least in my experience, some weirdo over here in Ohio, the thing that I've learned the most about feeling whole in my life is that one, it doesn't happen all the time, but two, it happens most when I'm willing to be uncomfortable. So go befriend your discomfort, okay? Get uncomfortable. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for including the kind mind and this freaking weirdo in your growth journey. If you connected with today's episode, I would love to hear about it. So slide on over into my Instagram DMs at Emily and the kind mind and let a girl know. Okay. But until then, I will talk to you very soon. I love you so much and you stay kind to that freaking mind.